Hi, I'm Leslie Ludy, host of the Set Apart Girl podcast, biblical encouragement for women of all ages. Today, I want to talk about what it means to really give ourselves fully and completely to the purposes of Jesus Christ, to choose radical devotion to Him in a world where we're so often surrounded by mediocrity, even within the church. And it can be hard to know how far to go in our devotion to Jesus when those around us seem to sort of pitch their tent in the world of apathy and comfort. Before we dive in, I wanted to let you know that we have some great holiday specials going on right now at setapartgirl.com. So if you're looking for really meaningful, Christ-centered gifts to give to the women in your life, we have some great options for you. We have magazines and books and resources and an online mentoring program and lots of ways that you can bless the women in your life. So just go to setapartgirl.com and click on the holiday specials banner that you'll see at the top of the page, and you can find out all of the great Christmas specials that we have available for you right now. So let's dive into what it means to be radically devoted to Jesus Christ. One of the things that I think about a lot when it comes to following Jesus and what that really means is the story in scripture of the rich young ruler. Here was a young man who had been personally invited by Jesus to follow the king of all kings. He had been really presented with the opportunity of a lifetime. It says that Jesus looking at him loved him and Jesus offered for him to leave everything behind, sell everything that he had, and follow him. And you could see, as you read this story, you can see the conflict that this young man went through, just grappling with that decision of, can I really give up everything in order to follow Jesus? He really was so overcome with sadness because he realized that the price Jesus was asking was just too great. He had to give up everything in order to follow Jesus, all of the things that he had been clinging to and probably building up his whole entire life, and he couldn't let those things go. And so he walked away just feeling sad and disappointed, probably with himself, that he couldn't quite make that decision. But he never turned back around. He didn't change his mind. He chose the comforts of this world and the things that he had on this earth as higher in his priority structure than following Jesus and giving up everything for Jesus. I think so many of us can relate to that kind of inner struggle. It's like we sometimes have that temporary desire, that momentary desire to let Jesus take complete control of our lives, but then there comes that moment of hesitation where the cost just seems too great and the calling seems too extreme. And that's why I think so many Christians gravitate towards comfortable churches that never challenge you to give up everything to follow Jesus, to lay down your popularity, your reputation, your personal pursuits, your dreams and desires, and build your life around Him. There aren't a lot of churches that are encouraging us down that narrow path. And I think the reason is because so many of us don't want to grapple with that great cost of giving everything for Jesus. So it's easier to sit in a comfortable Christian setting that doesn't challenge us beyond just kind of going to church a couple times a week and listening to Christian music. A lot of us have been at that place of struggle where we were presented by the Spirit of God with the opportunity to radically follow Jesus, to give up everything to build our lives around Him. And some of us even right now are struggling with that very question, are we willing to give up everything in order to follow Him? 
the world around us is really becoming more and more hostile towards true Christianity. So it's easy to find ourselves waffling between comfortable mediocrity and that kind of radical devotion to Jesus Christ that says, I will go with you wherever you call me to go. I will stand with you no matter the cost. So we're living in an age where there is really intense pressure to conform to social correctness. And it's so important that we grapple with the question, how far are we willing to go in our devotion to Jesus Christ? And is there such a thing as being too extreme in our passion for Him? And sometimes what you'll hear in the Christian circles where there's a lot of mediocrity. It's like, that's too extreme. That's too radical. That's unnecessary. God doesn't expect that. There's a powerful story from the Old Testament that really beautifully demonstrates the kind of radical devotion that we rarely see in today's world. And it took place when King David was living in exile. He was in a cave in order to escape Saul's persecution. And he was in danger from the Philistines who had taken control of a lot of Israel. So he's got enemies on both sides, really on all sides. And in these dire circumstances, David expressed his longing for a sip of water from a certain well in Bethlehem. Now, there were men around David that were very loyal to him, and they would give their lives in order to protect him and to fulfill any one of his desires. Really, though, it would have been a death mission for David to send any one of those loyal men to the well because it was surrounded by enemy soldiers. That statement where he wanted to sit from that well was mainly probably just wishful thinking, just thinking out loud, I wish I could have a sit from this well. But David's men only lived for one purpose, his mighty men. They wanted to serve and honor God's anointed king. So upon hearing David's desire for a sip of water from that well in Bethlehem, three of those men sprang into action. If their king wanted a drink from that well, they wanted to get it for him at any cost. And here's what it says in scripture. The three broke through the camp of the Philistines, drew water from the well of Bethlehem that was by the gate, and took it and brought it to David. Nevertheless, David would not drink it, but poured it out to the Lord. And he said, far be it from me, O my God, that I should do this. Shall I drink the blood of these men who have put their lives in jeopardy? For at the risk of their lives, they brought it. So thinking about how they risked their lives simply to fulfill a slight request of their king begs the question for us, do we possess that kind of loyalty to our true King, Jesus Christ? Do we love him so much that we would become numbered among the hunted and the despised right along with him? Because that's what David, David's mighty men did. Are we willing to charge straight into the most deadly danger at the risk of our own lives just to honor his slightest request? And like I said earlier, as modern believers, it's quite easy to go to a church where you just sing songs about Jesus, write about Him, and talk about Him to other Christians. But a lot of times when the true test of loyalty comes, we hesitate, very prone to choosing personal comfort over radical abandonment to Him. We might take a few small risks for our King, but if He asked for a drink from a well that was surrounded by enemy warriors, we might reason... Well, if I went that far in my devotion to him, I'd be putting myself at risk. I'd be making myself vulnerable to discomfort and pain. I might even get killed. I can't give up everything for him. It's just not reasonable. 
But Jesus Christ gave up everything for us, and he's asking if we will give him everything in return. If we want to have unhindered fellowship with Jesus, we must be willing to come away from anything and everything standing the way of wholehearted consecration to him. So in the case of the rich young ruler, it was his great wealth that stood in his way. He did not want to let go of that. It was like an idol in his life, and he could not release his grasp in order to follow Jesus. In our lives, it could be the desire to fit in and be applauded by this world. It could be our personal dreams and our desires and ambitions that we're just not willing to let go of. It could be an unhealthy relationship that we're unwilling to step away from, or it might be preoccupation with cultural distractions and entertainment. A lot of us struggle with that. We can't imagine giving it up. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. And I love that scripture because it so illustrates the point that when our desire for Christ becomes so great that we begin to seek him as if we are searching for priceless treasure, when we are willing to give up all the treasures of this world in order to gain him, that is when he will draw nearer to us than we ever imagined possible. I love how Charles Spurgeon expressed this. He said, Jesus says, rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. He asks you to come out from the world and be separate and touch not the unclean thing. Come altogether away from selfishness, from anything which would divide your chaste and pure love to Christ, your soul's husband. Come away from your old habits. Leave all these things. Come away to private communion. Come away, shut the doors of your chamber, and talk with your Lord Jesus and have close and intimate dealing with Him. Come altogether away from the world by making your dedication to Christ perfect, complete, unreserved, sincere, and spotless. What a challenge to our soul in such a time as this. Are we really willing and ready to follow our one true King, no matter what it costs? Jesus is standing ready to take our hand and lead us away from the emptiness of this world into the glorious realities of His kingdom. And I really believe that the adventure of a lifetime awaits us when we answer that invitation with a wholehearted yes. Now, certainly the road will not be easy when we choose to say, Lord, I'm following you no matter the cost, but we will find that it is infinitely more fulfilling than the mediocrity that surrounds us. The rich young ruler thought that when he walked away from Jesus, he was walking toward true happiness, a life of comfort and ease and popularity and wealth. But in reality, he was only headed toward a hollow cavern. It was a life that led to nothing but regret. And I pray that we would not make the same mistake. Just as Jesus looked at the rich young ruler with eyes of love, inviting that young man to follow him, he is doing the same to us today. And we have to give up everything in order to say yes to that invitation. But when we say yes, we will gain everything that really matters. I once heard a story about two young Christians who sold themselves into a lifetime of slavery in order to spread the gospel among a group of slaves who had been completely cut off from any Christian influence. And as that slave ship pulled away from the dock and their friends and family tearfully waved goodbye, knowing that they would probably never see these two again, the young men called out, may the lamb who was slain receive the reward of his suffering." They had made a decision that cost them everything, but they knew their king was worthy. 
Now, it's really easy to admire a story like that, but inwardly say to ourselves, I can never do something that radical for Jesus. In fact, we often struggle with far smaller commitments to Christ, like that simple decision to follow Him wholeheartedly in the midst of the half-hearted version of Christianity that is so common today. It seems like no sooner are our hearts stirred toward a deeper devotion to Jesus than we are hit with an avalanche of reasons why it's not really a good idea to go that far in our devotion to Him. Satan loves to whisper excuses in our ear, making them sound wise and reasonable, and really his goal is to see us stop short of everything that God has for us in the Christian life. The enemy loves to watch Christians pitch their tents on the outskirts of the promised land, but never actually enter it. So if you've been waffling between self-protectiveness and radical surrender to Jesus Christ, very likely you've been stymied by one of the enemy's many clever arguments as to why you should just remain comfortably where you are rather than going forward with Jesus. But just like that rich young ruler, when we settle in the land of mediocrity, we toss away the opportunity of a lifetime, the privilege of becoming a devoted, radical follower of the one true King. Jim Elliott said, he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. And I believe the opposite is also true. He is a fool who holds on to what can never last and chooses the temporal over the eternal. That is the trap that the rich young ruler fell into, and it's the trap that many of us today get caught in as well. The enemy and the culture that we live in want us to believe that the treasures of this world, wealth and comforts and popularity and achievements are where we will find true happiness. But there's another kind of treasure that we are called to seek after, treasure that is infinitely beyond the very best this world has to offer, and that is heavenly treasure. Any earthly treasure we may gain in this life will never last for eternity. And like Jim Elliott said, we are fools if we try to cling to that kind of quickly fading treasure instead of trading it for heavenly treasure that can never fade away. Jesus said, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And Psalm 49 paints a vivid picture of someone who spends his life chasing after the happiness that this world offers. And it says, when he dies, he shall carry nothing away. Though while he lives, he blesses himself, he shall go to the generation of his fathers. A man who is in honor yet does not understand is like the beasts that perish. Now, this warning isn't just about the pursuit of money. Whenever we lay up treasures on earth, it means that we are seeking our own happiness in things that are temporal, things that we cannot take with us into eternity. When we believe the lie that we would be giving up too much in order to radically follow Jesus, we are choosing earthly treasure over heavenly treasure, just like the rich young ruler did. And while our earthly pursuits might bring us temporary emotional happiness, in the end we'll discover that we have chosen a pile of worthless pebbles over a truckload of priceless jewels. As Jesus said, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? It all comes down to our value system. Are we living for the things that are temporal or the things that are eternal? And I think it's so important to realize that Jesus never asked us to make sacrifices that he himself was not also willing to make. Have you ever stopped to really ponder the enormity of the sacrifice that Jesus made for you and me? He being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal 
with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. If Jesus gave up everything for our sake, is he not worthy that we should do the same for him? Jim Elliott expressed it beautifully when he prayed, Father, let me lose my clutch on everything temporal, my life, my reputation, my possessions. Lord, let me lose the tension of the grasping hand. Open my hand to receive the nail of Calvary as Christ was opened. He thought heaven, yea, equality with God, not a thing to be clutched at. So let me release my grasp. If you are tempted to believe that the cost of radically following Jesus is too great, then take a moment to remember what he gave up for your sake. When we grasp the reality of Calvary, the idea that the cost of following him is too great will seem like the most foolish notion in the universe. So are there any areas of your life today that God is asking you to lay at his feet? Are you willing to choose Jesus first over social approval, personal pursuits, and comforts? If you are not willing now, ask Him for the grace to become willing. That is a prayer that He loves to answer. Radical devotion to Jesus Christ, following Him at any cost, is a decision that we will never regret. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. If you'd like to go deeper into this principle of radical devotion to Jesus Christ, I encourage you to visit us at setapartgirl.com, where you will find loads of articles and other resources on living a Christ-centered, poured-out, set-apart life. I pray you have a blessed and Christ-centered week.